0: Thanks for tuning in to the Brooks Free Library Podcast. My name is Emily Mylan. I'm the Assistant Director here at Brooks, and I'll be hosting the Know Your Town series. The Know Your Town podcast series is a cooperative effort of the Brooks Free Library and the Town of Harwich Voter Information Committee. We invited the heads of each town department to join us to answer some questions about operations, how COVID impacted their workflow, budget questions, and just general information that would be helpful for the public to know. So grab your coffee and settle in. We'll be back in just a moment with today's guest. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Today, I am joined by Carolyn Carey, our Community Center Director, and Erica Strezpek, our Program aide at the Cultural Center. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you. So, before we jump into the questions, why don't you each take a minute just to introduce yourselves to the audience? Carolyn, can you start? I only get a minute. You know
1: me. Hi, everyone. It's Carolyn uh Carolyn Carey, the community center director. I'm excited to be here. I was just looking at my calendar and realized that I have been working for the town for over twenty one years. My anniversary just passed, so I'm excited. I feel like it went by in a blink of an eye and together we have been able to create this community center, which is becoming such an important part of the fabric of the town of Harwich. I love being placed in the same sentences as things like, you know, the library and the community center and the, it's really, really uh, a feat to be able to be an important part of the community. So we're really excited and we're so excited at the amount of people who come through the door. So uh, I've been here 21 years. I have a degree in recreational management and business administration and a master's degree in counseling, uh, which really fits well with this job. I, I get to meet a lot of people and learn a lot from every one of the people i meet so i told you i couldn't just do a minute i'll let erica tell you who she is now but thanks for letting me say uh hello and coming on the podcast
2: hi emily thanks. um thanks for having me too today um my name's erica Strespec. i am the program aide at the harwich cultural center which uh, just to remind the listeners is the town's effort to repurpose the Uh, former Howard Middle School. Um, I've really enjoyed the position there, which is a part-time position. Uh, And in the years that uh, are ticking away on this trial, I think we've come really far, and hopefully we'll touch upon a couple of those things today. Uh, But we'll jump into the questions now. The first
0: question that the committee posed um, has to do with your department's mission. Uh, you know, what is your role and responsibility in the town and what challenges have you faced during the pandemic?
1: Great. I'm going to jump in. It's Carolyn. And the mission of the community center is just what people think that we are here for. We're here to provide space and opportunities for people to learn, um, whether it's educational or Um, for groups and organizations to come in. This is really supposed to be the gathering place of the town so that opportunities for everyone to come together. We hear so much about the exchange building and I'm happy to say that a lot of what the mission of the community center is came directly from the exchange building, which was before me, so I take no credit. Um, I am sad every time I hear people say how sad they are about the exchange building. I certainly understand that, but I always want to say, but we're creating those same memories right now for, for the younger adults and for seniors and everyone coming here together. So I agree wholeheartedly, it's terrible that we lost the exchange building departments that's charged with working with every other department. So it's really, uh, again, I say it all the time. A long time ago, I'm showing my age now, people used to be like, oh, it's the living room. I don't think of the community center as the living room at all. It is definitely the family room, 100%. You can do anything here and it's comfortable. That's what we want to uh, make sure that people know that Everyone is welcomed here. And if we don't have something that you need, you just let us know and we're gonna see if we can get it here or we're gonna put you in touch with the resource that does have it.
0: That's fantastic information, Carolyn. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks. Erica, would you like to talk a little bit about
2: um, the role of the cultural center? Sure, so the cultural center you know, has been growing. Um, it's exciting when uh, we first opened that building Uh, I I will say Carolyn first opened that building, and I joined about six months later. And at that point, we were renting out studios on the first and second floor, uh, which was the 14 on the first floor and 14 on the second floor. Uh, We now have over 40 studios in the building, uh, taking into account some of the smaller offices, uh, those back added on trailers. Uh, So we have 40 studios, and that accounts for over 60 people right now uh, renting from the building uh, from from the town of Harwich. And that ranges from research, health, and wellness. We have traditional painters. We have the Cape Cod makers who, uh, you know, they're into fabricating and um, making 3D prints. We have um, a seamstress in in there who gives classes to not only uh, children, but she does do some small adult classes. Um, We have a fitness studio. Uh, They teach pole exercising. Um, And in the basement, which is always a big draw, is um, the gentleman down there, he does traditional letterpress. So we sort of have a gamut of... um, artists and makers in that space, which is really exciting. And again, we also have, you know, the gymnasium, which uh, supports the Harwich Rec Department um, pickleball program and after-school program. Uh, the theater has seen a lot of rentals over the, the seasons. Uh, obviously right now we're closed because of the pandemic. Um, but I do have to say, um, the most exciting space for that building right now is going to be that kitchen space. It's been wonderful throughout the pandemic. There is such a need uh, in this area of the Cape and I get calls at least once a week, uh, people finding us online, wanting to know when that commercial kitchen space will be available for rental. So I'm looking forward to when the town is able to sort of uh, move forward. Um, out of this pandemic and sort of readdress that kitchen space. Um, We were able to um, pick up a lot of materials from Cape Cod Tech before they demolished the old building to kind of supplement some of the needs that we'll have in that space. So um, really a a really exciting addition to uh, what that building can offer the community. Yeah, I, I
0: agree that that kitchen space has so much potential and it is a really exciting aspect of this cultural center endeavor. So I'm excited to see where that goes in the future and um, know that you'll keep us all posted on that as we move forward. But Erica, you touched on the pandemic, which is a part of this question um, relates to how the pandemic impacted your operations. And we all know across the town, um, each department was impacted. We were all impacted personally. Um, the children were impacted with the pivot to remote learning. So can you each highlight a little bit how the pandemic impacted operations at the community center and cultural center?
1: Sure. Here at the community center, like everyone else, we were limited in who and uh, we could have in and the amount of space we could utilize. So although we have been up and running, it has been, uh, I like to say we reinvent ourselves Every week or every time the governor or someone comes on with, with new uh, criteria. So we have been able to host clubs and organizations who, up until very recently, had ten members or less in our classrooms. The recreation department, I'm sure you know, had continued their after school program, but we had to move that to the cultural center because. We needed to have a way to safely get the students back and forth. So um, those are some of the ways that we're reinventing. We also came up with new protocols. We had our weight room memberships, which are going strong, believe it or not. People are still interested in doing those things. So what we do now is that we have eight people are allowed in the weight rooms we have three in total weight rooms. We've had to move some equipment out. And what they do is they sign up for a time slot. We start at 6 a.m. and we have hour and a half time slots. Then we close uh, the weight room and clean for the half hours and then bring people right back in. And we have had, so we open at 6 a.m. about 197 reservations. Uh, At 8 a.m., we've had 526 reservations. At 10 a.m., there's been 495. From 12 to 1, it's been like 396. So we are certainly getting people in. It's just that we have had to be be creative and um, work with everyone. So in a building where it's our job to welcome the world and people in, and the more the merrier, it was really a transitional time for everyone and I'm so grateful to the public who were really willing to work with us and say how can we do this safely. We've had people out on our back field having group meetings with their little coats on because it's a little chilly. We're happy to provide the services whether it's the equipment out there but we really I will say the pandemic has made us so appreciative of living working in the town of Harwich with all the groups um, and that we know that no matter what was coming up, people were flexible and willing to work with us. I hope that answered the question.
0: Oh, absolutely. You gave us a great overview, and we can certainly relate at the library, um, being another building that's used to welcoming big crowds of people in. It's been really difficult to uh, modify and adjust, but I think you guys have done a fantastic job, and I'm really excited to hear about uh, the use of the um, exercise equipment and room and the way you've been able to modify that using a scheduling system. That's fantastic. It
1: is. And you guys have done a fantastic job. Always, always, you always lead the way and we jump on board. And uh, so it has been great. But I I don't know if this happened for you. But when you started to see faces come in, I was so excited. I thought the people were going to run out because I was like, welcome, welcome. Just jumping all (laughs) over them. So happy to see people back in the building. So we we look forward to, as everyone does,
0: when we can get back to our new normal, whatever that is. Absolutely. We'll be uh, redefining normal over the next... A couple of months and and see where that takes us. Well, thank you, Carolyn, for that thank information you. about the community center. Um, Erica, would you like to touch on how the pandemic impacted operations at the cultural center? Carolyn already mentioned the need to move the after-school program there, so I'm sure that impacted things a bit.
2: That was that was great that we were able to um, have that program up and running over at the the cultural center. Um, you know we. We are a space that supports the rec department's um, programming and so this was a natural extension and you know, certainly with the district changing times and more families uh, needing childcare support during this pandemic or more families um, not putting their students on the buses, um, it's great that this town facility is able to support our community members um, in that way. The uh, you know we still are not open to public bookings, um, and and that has been you know unfortunate. We were really gaining um, our own group of um, people who needed to rent the space in addition to space that was being rented here at the community center. So we were really getting additional programming over there. Um, but our renters, the the renters that are in uh, those forty studios. You know, they're not there for a hobby. Uh, those people are creating products that are out in our local community stores or they are producing PPE. The Cape Cod Makers, uh, there's a great several articles about them and the, the PPE um, attachments that they were making for the local um, healthcare providers here on Cape. Um, that was really great to see out of our building. One of the things that we had focused on um, as part of our interaction with the community is really making our presence on the town website really clear and informative to the public. Uh, because we do, I myself and um, my coworker, we you know we're we're just part time, so we weren't always open to the public in a way that the public could pop in and and talk about how they could book something. So. Um, We have been working on being really clear and concise with all of our booking information. So when the pandemic hit, we kind of felt like, oh, great. You know, we're sort of well positioned to keep the public informed. And while we have seen uh, renters have to leave their studio space, I will tell you that our wait list is really full and that we have been quickly able to turn around and put new renters in the spaces that were vacated Um, for one reason or another, Um, and that has been really great to see that there is a need for affordable studio space to support the creative economy here on Cape Cod, and that Harwich is really a part of supporting that endeavor. Um, We've um, gotten a lot of recognition from the Cultural Council of Massachusetts, and um, we should really feel proud of ourselves of what we've done with that space that was... um, you know, the town had to maintain even though we weren't doing anything with it for a short period of time. One of the things that happened during the
1: pandemic and that I I think it's really important that we give thanks where thanks is due and credit is the Doan family able to put up their Christmas display. We had so many visitors driving through because it was the perfect way to utilize that space outside. People could social distance. They were in their car. So we did exhibits and things like that too, while partnering with phenomenal community members. I will say the Doan family has been tremendous to work with, whether it was art week or the Christmas displays that we had. So uh, we did things like that too. We, although we were closed, we still found a way to utilize
0: the space. And that Christmas display was fantastic. I know my family visited (laughs) several times and the parking lot was always really full and it was nice to just, back into a space you know facing the building and turn the radio on and enjoy the light show so thank you so much um, to the doan family and to members of your two departments of the community center and cultural center um staff that were involved in making that happen we the community really appreciated it
1: as did we thank you to the highway department (laughs) too i wasn't up on that ladder i promise you (laughs)
0: yes definitely thank you to our highway department for all they do to assist on those projects um well you guys have given us a great a great overview of your mission and the challenges that you faced and you've highlighted already some um obvious collaboration between your department and other departments and and some of those obvious crossovers have to do with the Council on Aging and the rec department in Channel 18, because all of those departments are in the community center. But are there other collaborations that you would like to highlight or things that you would like to expand upon that you've
1: already mentioned? Don't ever ask me to expand. Ooh. You're so sweet. Um, so people always mention the COA and the youth and rec. We also have the veterans affairs office in here as well as the cemetery department. So those are two other departments right within this building that we work a lot with. We work a lot with Meals on Wheels who run their program out of here as well. But then department wise, um, our town clerk has elections in this building. We work on a daily basis with the highway, um, the DPW. Uh, we certainly work with the water department. You know, we've had programs where we do not during the pandemic. I'm sad to say, but the touch-up truck where we have police and fire. Um, I I can't think of a department we don't work with. It's been such an exciting time to get to know all of the different departments and what they do. I'm thinking of the conservation commission when they have their, in the conservation department, um, when they have their cleanups, they actually start from here, right here at the community center. People come back here with their trash and we have lunch here. Uh, you know, the We sell beach and dump stickers here. So we work with the treasurer's office. It's just the things you don't even think about behind the scenes and of course, the cultural center, the community center, and the seaside marketplace puts us working with the ha- the harbor master and natural resource people. Honestly, on a daily basis, you can see us down there during the summer. One of us is always around. So, yeah, that I'm happy to highlight all of them. And I am, I, I say it all the time. I guess I'm going to say it on your podcast. I feel like the luckiest human being to live and work in this town. I know I have the best job. Nobody can tell me differently. So, Uh, And a lot of that is because of the people that I work with,
0: but also the people in our community. I completely agree, <laughs> Carolyn. I think that, um, although we, we might have to debate who really has the best job in town, but living and working in Harwich is fantastic. And our community members are just so wonderful. Being able to work with them on a daily basis is a wonderful thing. But, you know, it, this made me think um, about the Seaside Marketplace. We haven't talked a lot about that. And I think it's another really interesting endeavor. You know, it all kind of came into place after the... Um, modifications and improvements at the harbor. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? And in, in case some of our listeners haven't had a chance to visit the seaside marketplace, I want to make sure they know what it's about and uh, what goes on. Well,
1: there. I'm going to let Erica talk a lot about this, but I am going to say one thing. I feel very fortunate. I did just say about working with people, but really working with Erica has been phenomenal. We took over uh, I or we were asked I was asked to do the cultural center, and I really did get it started, but she has put some fine tuning on that. It's the exact same with the Seaside Marketplace. The first year that we took it on, it was late in the season. Everyone else had already been booked. This is our third season now. I'm going to let her tell you where we are because it is truly due to her outstanding efforts. So I'm going to let Erica, but I just have to say she never, ever, ever takes credit for all her hard work. but
2: um, Emily, you can't see me blushing over here. So, <laughs> um, I will say when uh, we started talking about the Seaside Marketplace, that collaboration came about really naturally because if uh, members of the community may not remember, when we were redoing the harbor, we put the harbor master office over at the Harwich Cultural Center um, so that the town wasn't expending additional Uh, funds to temporarily house the Habermaster office um, while all the renovations were going on. So um, through that collaboration and talking with um, that department, it really made sense for the cultural center to really um, oversee spearheading The um, the marketplace, you know, we are uh, taking in applications for artisans who want studio spaces. So we've we're developing that that list of contacts. So it really made a lot of sense to sort of roll that in and sort of play off of both. not only the seaside marketplace, but also what the cultural center can do. So again, so we're heading into our third season, which as Carolyn alluded to is really exciting. That first season, uh, we really were just kind of focused like are the sheds built? Can we actually get people there? And the last season, it was, oh, my goodness, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What is it even going to look like? And, you know, we did have a little under half of the season booked last year, which um, that is actually amazing. And everybody that was down there was really thankful that – they did have a place to sell their wares. A lot of these vendors, you know, their summer season is huge and there were so many events that had to be canceled out of safety. So again, we were able to pull off a safe uh, season for the vendors that participated. Um, and then again, now we're heading into the third season. We really kind of wanted to, again, kind of step it up a notch. So um, this year we launched on January 1st applications. And here we are on March twenty-five, and I have two slots left to book out of forty. Out of forty, and that's amazing. We're really excited. We have a lot of new vendors joining us this season, and a variety of goods. Again, from the fine arts, uh, children's apparel, local Cape Cod apparel, uh, ceramics, jewelry and um i was kind of looking over the list of the vendors you know we've got a lot of vendors that are from right here in harwich and chatham um but we do have a vendor who um she she summers here and uh you know she's actually from north carolina uh, but she does have a presence in some of our other local um shops in town and she wanted to expand upon her brand so it's great um space down at that waterfront and it's really wonderful to see that the public um, has an additional access point to go down there and enjoy the day and to support the local um, creative economy that we're, um, that we're growing here in Harwich. That's
0: fantastic. I'm so excited to hear that almost all 40 spaces
2: are booked. That's great. Um, can you tell me, do you know yet when the season will we off? kick off June 30th for 10 weeks? So we're open June 30th through September 7th, right after Labor Day.
0: Awesome. All right, I'll mark my calendar. Thank I'm you. I'm glad Erica. you'll mark
1: your calendar and I hope the people listening will too. We're talking about how excited we are to have almost all the 40 spots. Filled, but really, it's a great opportunity for people to shop locally, check out the the harbor itself, but check out the individual vendors we have there. You know, there's a restaurant on the premises, but there's also a restaurant next door. There's just so much to do down there. It is becoming a hub of places to go, especially during the summer. We There are you know, tours going out of there all the time. If any of your listeners haven't checked it out, they really might want to. It is it's it's just transformed down there. The harbor department has really done a great job as well. So and I promise you, one of us is always down there. So you'll
0: see one of us down there <laughs> so we can stop by. You and better. Say <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we've gotten a great idea of how you collaborate with other departments and a nice little overview of the um, Seaside Marketplace, which I hope everybody will go down and, and take an opportunity to, to check it out and go back multiple times throughout the summer because the vendors are changing. It's not the same vendors. Um, every single time you visit, I think that, are they on a one week or two week rotation? We, do, we
2: rented a week at a time. And again, um, you can find that list of the vendors on the town website under the Harwich Cultural Center page. Um, It's really it's quite exciting. It'll give you a link to see what people are selling. And, um, you know, you can mark your calendars of who you want to see and who you need to go back and visit again.
1: And some of them you don't even know you want to see. It happens to me all the time. It's probably uh, I probably spend the most money down there because their crafts are unbelievable.
0: Well, I just grabbed the link off of the Cultural Center webpage, and I will make sure that I include the link to the Seaside Marketplace in the show notes. So, listeners, when you're done listening, um, just head to those show notes, click that link, and you'll see the schedule and what we're talking about. So. The next question, ladies, and um, we've talked about all of the fun and exciting things, and now we have to get down to business a little bit. Um, the committee did pose the question about your annual budget and what line items are included. So I guess my first question um, for you guys specifically is uh, the cultural center um, as kind of an experimental repurposing of the middle school falls under the community center, right? So is it just one combined budget? You're for sweet the to two? ask this.
1: So the cultural center doesn't really have a budget. It is not a town budget. Um, We are uh, working off of the rent that we bring in, which is able to pay for things like the electricity of the building and pay for the part-time two employees that we have and a part-time custodian. So there is not a town budget for the cultural center or the marketplace. So, it's really just me you get to talk to. There's no budget at all, poor erica we um when we say we carve out spaces, I always say, "Don't get up out of your office too long. I might book it. I might rent it so
0: oh goodness, all right, well, that's good information that's good to know. so is there a revolving fund associated with the cultural center or or how are those funds so you have some revenue exactly. from um Rentals and then that revenue is then in turn used to offset the cost of um, building utilities and the two part time staff members that manage and repairs and things like that. Yes, it all goes through the revolving fund, which goes through the town as
1: well, but it's not a line item staff budget. So, you know, it's paying the water. any office supplies, things like, the regular budget items we would have, but it's all coming from the revolving fund, which is directly coming from the renters of the building.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you. I think that's a good summary just to give everybody kind of an idea of how that works. So do you wanna tell us a little bit, Carolyn, about the community center? Oh, it's my
1: favorite topic. Uh, I do wanna tell you about the community center's budget. What you need to know about the community center budget is about 74% of my budget is made up of the utilities for the building, which as you remember, I told you, there were five other departments or five departments in total in here. So it's really, I'm the only one that pays those, uh, like rec and youth doesn't have a water budget or an electrical. So it's all under the community center budget. And then if you add in the repairs to the building and the grounds to keep up Um, with the appearance of the building, just the small amount that that is, it comes to about 90% of our budget is really just about maintaining and keeping the building open, which leaves me just a small percentage to do things like um, any of our office supplies or um, our copier, things like that are not in the numbers that I gave you. So the Water, electrical, and gas, 74%. Water is 2%. Electrical is 47%. And gas is 25%. Um, and then the additional, I'm sorry, I said 90%. It's 95% in total with equipment, the grounds, the telephone, and purchase services. So those things would be our trash and things like that. And really, the last 5% is just our operating uh, expenditures for things like our copiers and things within the community center itself that that's really it we don't have a very large budget um and it is uh it has gone down like everyone we level funded but we actually went a little further we could make some cuts and the reason we could do that is because we're utilizing volunteers very regularly, we have a wonderful, wonderful woman who takes care of our grounds outside. She is a volunteer. So we were able to save a quite a bit of money from utilizing senior work off, taxpayer assistance program and volunteers. So that's, uh, that's really it. The FY, I don't know if people are looking at numbers, but it's 121190 for the community center budget. Uh, again, and that's, which is really just about the electrical, gas, water, repairs, telephone, things to just keep us up and operational.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense that being the community center that Um, that a large part of the budget would be related to the building itself, because you have a relatively small staff. So a smaller portion of that budget would be salary and wages than the actual upkeep and maintenance of the building itself. It's fantastic, Carolyn, that you've been able to utilize volunteers. And that's a great segue into our next question, um, which is, what are ways, uh, you know, being the Voter Information Committee, we are always interested in helping uh, residents find out how they can stay informed about department um, operations and what's going on, and also to get involved. And we have great community involvement here in Harwich. You've mentioned already some volunteers that you're um, utilizing um, currently. So can you tell us a little bit more about those opportunities to stay informed and involved? Absolutely. So at the community
1: center, uh, you can always stop in, call, check our website, um, or I do regular updates even through the pandemic I have been on with Channel 18. Uh, and Dinah, who does a a program, to tell people what we're doing. For instance, um, just next week, we will be giving out Easter eggs, a DIY egg hunt uh, program. So we had volunteers who helped us stuff the eggs bags and we give them out, people make an appointment. Again, we try and keep it as safe as possible. Um, it was all vetted through the health department to make sure we were following all the protocols, but we use volunteers for a lot of our special event programming Halloween, you might have seen us out there any of those type of events. We also have people who just want to volunteer for one time projects or some people who want to do longer projects. Um, and some people don't know this, but this community center has a very large basement attached to it. So we do some, there are a lot of files down there and things, so we've had one woman who, that's really what she loves to do. She organizes files and she's um, she's been working with us for a while and helping different departments with their storage and files and things like that. So there are a host of different things in fact, I always like to say, if you have something you'd like to do or a skill, we can probably put you to work between the three locations that we have. I know Erica uses a lot of volunteers too. So I'm going to stop talking and let her tell you a little bit about how we use them over at the Cultural Center.
2: We, we've had some really great uh, volunteers. Um, you know, we when we had our doors open, you know, it's always great to have expanded hours for the public to come in. So we, we are a little... Uh, quiet right now. Um, But what we do, again, is we've pivoted to really putting the information out on the town website for people who want to know what's happening with that cultural center building. So we've put a lot of effort into posting all the town reports that we've had to publish, uh, talking about the finances or the growth of the building. So you'll find that on our department website. Again, we touched a little bit about the newsletter. Um, So we launched, I think this is our third year of the newsletter yes. um, and, you know, our mailing list on that newsletter has been growing, which is always great to see. Um, so we do uh, publish um, a lot of community oriented information. So whether, you know, uh, the April newsletter will highlight something from the cemetery department, something from the community center. Um, I know we've included uh, library events um, at various points, um, but again, um, what our Renters are doing, or the ways that they're participating in the community. Um, I have a gentleman who's giving a uh, a Zoom demonstration for a local nonprofit group next month, so you'll find out about that information down at the harbor front. You know, we're always looking for people to help welcome the vendors in or uh, turn over. You know, we turn over once a week down there throughout the ten weeks, so a lot of opportunity.
1: Um, and we love for people to come and, and want to do something like that because I do say one of us is there, but at some point, you know, certainly we get pulled away to do other things. So it's always nice to have someone as almost the ambassador down there, just in case someone wants a direction to somewhere or, uh, you know, it's just that friendly face. And and we have been so fortunate um, at the cultural center, we had someone helping us with writing the kitchen policy and things that we will need in the future, but they were able to do from a safe distance and things like that. Uh, we also have had people giving tours. We have we have teamed with capabilities before to have an ambassador come who wanted to help out and he gave tours of the building to people. And the nice thing about that is working with capabilities, but also he had been a student there. so. Uh, You know, we're utilizing your talents to help us and to help you.
0: That's great. Um, Erica, I was just looking at the Cultural Center's webpage. Are you sure you don't have a library science degree that you're not mentioning? Because um, this is one of the better organized pages I've ever visited, and it's
2: fantastic. How do you know I didn't do it? So I definitely. I'm teasing. (laughs) I'm teasing and don't get any ideas of stealing her you know my my background again um i sort of have i've always been one of those designers with the two hats on you know while i love the um the beauty of design right design is really important when you can get out the information that you need first so um you know, really, you know, on one of the pages, it really, you know, people, what does that look like? Who is renting over in that building? What is going on over there? So, you know, we do try to take some time to craft that story for the public so that they do understand. Again, um, we were doing tours for a lot of nonprofit um groups in the community when we were open to the public. So not only are you having 40 people who are coming in and hearing about what these renters are doing, then they're meeting and they're gonna go out and they're gonna have lunch in town. And you know, you're know you recommending um, where they can connect um, was shopping or pointing them to the Chamber of Commerce and as as the town is looking at doing these two cultural districts, you know, again, it's sort of an, you know, Carolyn talks about being a brand ambassador, you know, you're trying to help craft that story for the public of what Harwich really has to offer and how diverse we are here in our little community, so.
0: Well, you've done a fantastic job, Erica. Um, it, you guys are a dynamic <laughs> duo, you two. Um, I promise that we won't try and Thank steal you. Erica from you. It sounds like she's, she's really in, um, in her wheelhouse with the design and art and information sharing. You're just in a good place, and we're lucky to have you in that place. So thank you both so much for joining me today. I think that I know I've learned a lot um, that I didn't know before, and I'm excited about this summer and visiting the Seaside Marketplace. I'm excited about getting back into the gym at the community center. Um, we have a lot to look forward to, and I really appreciate you both taking the time to come and share this with our fellow members. Thank you.
1: Can members. I can I do a shameless plug for one more event that's coming up? Here's- Absolutely! Oh, you're so I kind to me. So this is actually a reflective project. We are having people come in. Anyone can come in. We have shells or driftwood and we have stretched a net across the outside of the building. Um, and you're going to decorate the shell or driftwood or whatever piece speaks to you. It could be a reflection of what 2020 meant to you if you lost someone if you gained something if you found inner peace whatever it is and you decorate that and bring it in they are pre um drilled shells or driftwood and then we're going to connect them all together and it's going to be along the walkway of the community center you can start picking up your pieces in april um, and it will be up for the entire month of May. Uh, but that is just, and there's more information on our website of course, which isn't as great as Eric is, but I'm all right with that. Um, but just look for that because I, I think it's important for the town to know it's our reflective project and it starts on April 12th and we're happy to give you more information, but it really is just to sum up how this last year has been for everyone. Um, And I cannot thank you enough for letting us do this. So great of the library, as always, and voter registration. You're all wonderful.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate you guys being here. And I will definitely swing by and pick up something so that I can participate in that reflective project. I think that's a great way to um, look back on the past year. One thing that we did at the library was really try and focus on all of those little silver linings that we were able to identify by along the way. And this is a great way of coming together as a community and doing that as a whole. So thank thank you for providing that. Thanks for listening to this segment of the Know Your Town series. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new in the process. Visit the links in the show notes for more information on the resources discussed in each episode and to sign up for alerts via the Civic Ready Alert System. If you're considering joining a town board or committee, we hope you'll visit the Voter Information Committee page on the Town of Harwich website, where you'll find a list of current vacancies and information on how to apply. Thanks for listening and take care, everyone.